Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. I am just so excited uh, about the fact that in excess of 250 people uh, are about to embark upon a journey of 40 days of prayer. Uh, I just think of that and go, man, it's just absolutely astounding. And you know, a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday night, we, we, uh, we had one of, our, one of our team members share the significance of the number 40 in the Bible. The number 40 is a significant number in Scripture, and many of the, many of the symbols or many of the uh, meanings of the number 40 uh, mean a new beginning. And so I'm just expecting that as we journey through this journey together, that so many people are about to discover uh, a new beginning. And I believe that as each person commits to this journey, uh, I just believe that our lives are going to be changed. How can they not be? Come on, I, I tell you, I'm so excited about the possibilities. And, you know, this morning, if you're here, um, you haven't signed up yet, it's not quite too late yet. Um, or if you're here this morning and you're not a part of a connect group, a host home, then I really want to encourage you. One of the ways that you'll get the most benefit out of this journey is to be a part of a host home, to be a part of a small group who are going to study this word each time. Amen. So each week, we're going to study the word of God this morning. So uh, I believe this morning it's so important that we take time at different times of our life to focus on spiritual maturity, growing spiritually. Because the truth is, most of the problems in our lives come from a lack of being spiritually mature. Hello? When we're not spiritually mature, we make dumb decisions. We make decisions that are based upon our feelings. How am I feeling about this situation? And so many people make bad decisions and bad choices in life because we make it based on how we feel. But I believe that mature people make decisions based on truth, not based on their feelings. And the Bible tells us that growth is God's will for our lives. So this morning, the message title, the title of the message is this, Do You Really Want to Grow Up? Ooh. Do you really want to grow up? I believe this morning this will be quite a challenging message for us. And that's a good thing, isn't it? Oh, you're like a bunch of quiet mices in a... Come on, isn't it good for us to be challenged about growing spiritually? Amen. And that's this, what we're going to be sharing this morning. But mature people make decisions based on truth, not based on their feeling. Um, it's possible to grow old. Listen to this thought. It's possible to grow old and never grow up. You know, as well as I do, there are a lot of people who are spiritually and emotionally immature. They've never grown up. Uh, they've grown old but they haven't grown up. God wants uh, us not to stay in our baby nappies. He wants us to grow up and to become spiritually mature sons and daughters. Amen. But just because you're old doesn't mean that you necessarily have grown up spiritually this morning. In fact, I love this scripture here in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Listen to the challenge um, from the author, the writer of it this morning. He says that we should no longer be children, Tossed and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may what? May grow up into all things, into him who is the head. Growth is God's will for our lives. Amen. And this is what the 40 days of prayer is about. Growing and understanding more the importance and the place of prayer in our lives. Come on. 
This is what the 40 days is about. It's about growing spiritually. Amen. And if you're not committed to this journey this morning, I hope that by the end of our time together, you will be. We look at this verse of Scripture that I just shared there, and the the perfect picture of maturity in the Bible is the image of Jesus Christ. God's plan for each of our lives is that we would become more like Jesus. We become perfect, no, but we're meant to become more like Jesus all the time, growing spiritually, amen. And this is what the journey is about. So when we start to think about growth, just like there are physical laws that God's put in, into action, uh, the law of gravity, uh, pretty good one, amen. Although as you get older, you can see the effects of it. And then there's the, another, another natural law, the, the law of thermodynamics. And Marty and I were coming, the, the, remember we both looked at that big plane? We, we just looked at that jet and said, it's astounding. That thing filled with hundreds of people, thousands of litres of fuel, all those baggage, and yet it can lift up. Why? God's put in the law of thermodynamics. But just as there are natural laws, I believe that there's also spiritual laws that God's invented for us so that our lives can grow. And if we want to grow, we've got to cooperate with those spiritual laws that God's given us. Amen. So I want to give you uh, five of them today that I believe will be a great benefit to us. But I want you to look at them this morning and then ask yourself the question, how am I going in this way? Because just as God's given us uh, the laws of nature, he's also given us spiritual laws as well, that if we apply them to our lives, we will grow and we will grow. Amen. So number one, the first thought is this. We grow when we feed on God's Word. Listen to it. We grow when we feed on God's Word. This book uh, is our soul food. Amen. It's what keeps us strong. And you know that you can't be physically healthy if you eat junk food all the time. If you think that you can get healthy by eating junk food all the time, you're probably missing a... I can't think of the Aussie actorum for that, but... You're probably, um, I'm not even going to try and say it, kangaroos short of a paddock or something. I can't even think of it, but if I could, I would. That's why we need to understand the first law as we grow when we feed on God's Word. Thought this morning is this, what kind of, of health would you have if every Sunday you came to church, you had this giant buffet of the Word of God, but for the rest of the week you ate nothing? How do you think that would affect your health? You come on Sunday, you get filled up with the Word of God, you're stuffed, you absolutely gorge yourself with the Word of God, but then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you don't go to the Word of God. It'll affect your health. You, You won't be as strong as God intends you to be. You've got to eat a little bit of the Word of God every day. We've got to feed our souls daily, not just once a week coming to church, but every day we've got to feed our soul a little bit of the Word of God. Otherwise, we're going to be spiritual wimps. You want to be a spiritual wimp? Come on, no one wants to be a spiritual wimp, but we will be spiritual wimps unless we take the time to feed on God's Word. Jesus says this about the Word of God in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. He says, people need more than bread for their life. They must feed on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Are you feeding on the Word of God? Are you taking time every day to read the Word of God? Because that's the first principle that God put in place. In um, Acts chapter 20, verse 32 Anyone challenged yet? All right, we'll continue. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Listen to what Paul says. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to pull you down. Is able to what? 
to build you up. What's the Word of God intended to do? To build you up, amen. But if you're only getting a feed on a Sunday, then you're not going to be strong, hallelujah. We grow when we feed on God's Word. That's, that's what God wants you and I to do on a daily basis, feed a little bit on the Word of God. Uh, we want to help you over this next 40 days to spend 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it may be, but to make sure that we start to build a daily habit of reading God's Word, amen, starting to feed on the Word of God. In fact, I love the illustration that Rick Warren uses about our hand and represents the five ways that we can feed on the Word of God. Um, Number one, hear it. That's your pinky finger. Number two, read it. That's your ring finger. Number three, that's your middle finger. And I was thinking during the week, don't go like that because that would be bad. Number uh, number three uh, is study it. Number four is memorize it. And number five is apply it. Amen. I love that thought there, and we'll just expand on that. If all you do, the only spiritual input you get is by hearing, coming to church during the week and hearing the Word of God on, on Sunday or listening to the radio during the week, then your grip of the Word of God is like that. Amen? And Satan can come and easily snatch the Word of God from you because all you're doing is hearing the Word of God. So, you know, you're just a little pinky finger. But then if you start to read it, during the week, what takes place? Your, your grip on the Word of God starts to get stronger. So Satan might want to come and try and take it away, but your grip is stronger. You get the picture this morning. And then if you start to study it with your middle finger, then you've really got a good grip on the Word of God. Amen. Satan finds it a lot harder to be able to steal it from you. Then if you start to memorize the Word of God, then you've got an even greater grip. And then if you apply it, there's little or no chance that Satan can steal the Word of God from you. Amen. But it's our responsibility and it's our choice as to whether or not we'll take the time to feed daily upon the Word of God. Amen? You know why it's so important that we just don't commit to hearing the Word of God? Because we forget 95% of everything we hear within 72 hours. That depresses pastors. (laughs) Because you'll forget 95% of what I've said today within 72 hours. Hallelujah. But that's why we need to do more than just hear the Word of God. We need to study it, we need to apply it, we need to memorize it, amen. We need to get a good grasp upon the Word of God. So here's the action step uh, that we're going to do for the next 40 days. A daily time with God for the next 40 days. God's asking us to spend time every day, 5, 10, 15 minutes, an hour, whatever you can, to start to get a grip on the Word of God. And I really want to encourage you, set a time each day that suits. We all have our smartphones today. Amen. Uh, Just set a timer every day. If you're a morning person, set that time from there. If you're an afternoon person or an evening person, whatever, but set yourself a daily reminder so that every day you are knowing, you you know that you're going to take that time to study the Word of God. So the first spiritual law to grow is studying the Word of God. Amen. A daily intake of God's Word. The second one is this. We grow when we develop spiritual habits. When we grow, we grow when we develop spiritual habits. Cannot overestimate the importance of building good habits in our lives. If you build good habits in your life, you're going to have good character. Amen. If you have good character, you're going to have a great destiny. Your habits determine what you are, and what you are determines where you go in your life. Your character is the sum total of your habits. God wants us to develop healthy habits. Amen. Amen. Who's God? I was really challenged this morning I, 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 uh, on, the, on the phone. 
It's actually, I don't even know how it started there, but now on your phone it tells you how much screen time you, you, you have each week. Anybody seen that? And I was disgusted with myself when I saw how much screen time I had the last week. I thought, wow, I've spent all that time on the screen and some of it's probably emailing and blah, 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 all the stuff that goes on. But I thought, wow, have I spent that much time like that on the screen? But you know what? You could probably say the same thing to yourself as well. How much time have I spent there? But God wants us to develop good habits. How do you develop good habits? Well, you develop good habits by repetition and by practice. Listen to the words of Jesus in John chapter 13, verse 7. Jesus says this, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you think about them a lot. What does it say? It says practice. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you practice them. Study after study has proven that it takes six weeks for you to develop new habits. If you do something every day for six weeks in a row, it will become a habit in your life. Who wants good habits in their lives? Come on. We all do. And this, this 40 days that we're dedicating to God, that we're setting apart in our lives, I believe have the potential to develop some incredible habits in our lives. And four of the habits that we'll be focusing, number one, the habit of weekly large group worship. That's where we are right now. Hallelujah. Come together in the house of God. That's the first habit. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, I think it's verse 24, uh, do not neglect the gathering together as is the habit of some people. Amen. Now, every weekend, we bring our family, we bring our lives, we bring our children, we bring our animals, we bring everyone, everything into the house of God. Amen. Because it's a habit that we need to develop. So that's the first habit. The second habit that we're going to be looking at developing as well is the habit of meeting weekly in a small group. Amen. I can't emphasize enough the importance of this journey that we're going on, that you are a part of a small group. Amen. And this morning, if you're not yet, you can go to the back of the auditorium and speak to Wendy. Uh, Robin's back there as well now, and um, you can speak to those ladies about how to be a part of that. Then the third habit is a daily time alone with God where you pray and, uh, and you start to talk to God. And the fourth habit that we'll be looking at as well is the habit of memorizing God's Word. So the second spiritual law to growing. Do you really want to grow up? Oh, no. I love my nappy. So comfortable. Do you really want to grow up? The second law is we grow when we develop spiritual habits. Number three, we grow when we help each other grow. We grow when we help each other grow. You cannot grow spiritually mature by yourself. It ain't going to happen. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs, oh, it doesn't, but it should, he who grows alone grows weird. So we help each other grow. The third law of growing spiritually is that we help each other grow. Amen. If you grow by yourself, you're going to grow lonely. You'll be stunted. You'll be a, a spiritually weak person, a wimpy, weak and immature person. But the way to grow spiritually is we grow together. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 12, Paul says this. Listen to it. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. In other words, your faith will help me and my faith will help you grow as well. Amen? We need each other to grow. Amen? 
We need one another to grow. You know, there are 56 one another's in the New Testament alone. 56 one another's. Love one another, care for one another, look out for one another. 56 one another's. Why are there so many in there? Because within us, God has wired us in such a way that we need one another to be able to grow and to help each other grow. Amen? 56. So here's another action step. If you want to grow, join a small group. Today, amen. Today, join a small group today. Don't just think about it, be a part of a small group. The fourth law, we're just about finished this morning. Oh, it's an early mark, isn't that awesome? The fourth one this morning is this. We grow when we expect to grow. We grow when we expect to grow. Uh, We can call this the faith factor. You're going to be believing God. You're going to have faith that you're going to grow through this journey. God wants us to have an expectancy. You might be struggling with stuff. There might be things happening in your life, your world, your relationships. Uh, I think we really need to believe God that God is going to bring breakthrough through this journey as we commit our hearts and our time to seeking more of God's presence through prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said this, because we grow when we expect to. He says, according to your faith, it will be done for you. Do you realize that God blesses your life according to your faith? Hallelujah. According to what you're expecting. So what are you expecting from God through this journey? The question I ask, if you haven't thought enough about it until now, this morning, the thought is this, what am I going to expect that God's going to, God's going to do in my life during this 40 days of prayer? Because according to my faith, it shall be done for me. Amen. Don't come into 40 days just thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to tick the 40 days off and tick the small group off and I've done the journey. Woo! Guess what? We haven't got any certificates at the end of it. No badges, no nothing like that. But let's go into it expecting that God's going to do some phenomenal things in our lives. Amen. Do you believe that God's presence is real? Do you believe that God's power is available to change our lives, change our worlds? Absolutely, but let's go into this journey together expecting for miracles. If you've got loved ones that that are away from God, if you've got people in your life or in your world that are unwell or whatever the circumstances, go into expecting that God's going to bring breakthrough. Expect that God's going to bring a miracle because God is the God of the miraculous. Anytime God moves in heaven and brings about or brings to pass a miracle on earth, He does it because someone has had the faith to believe him. As we go into 40 days of prayer, can I encourage you, take the time to think about, even better, write down what are the goals that you're wanting to see God to bring to pass as you seek him through this journey. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than your amen and hallelujah. Amen? So expect that God's going to bring a breakthrough. What are you expecting from God over the next 40 days of prayer together? Number five, the last one is this. The fifth spiritual law that God has given us in order for us to grow spiritually. Because remember the question that we're asking each of us individually this morning is, do you want to really grow up? Or do you want to stay where you are? When you look ahead 12 months' time, probably be a few more wrinkles, depending on your age. 
Can't say less hair, I have none. But when you look ahead in the next 12 months, what do you want your life to look like? Because what you commit to do in the next 40 days has got the potential to change your life totally, completely. So number five, the fifth thought is this. We grow when we commit to grow. When we intend to grow. Growth this morning is a choice. Growth is not automatic. Growth is a choice. You must choose to grow. You must choose to do the habits that we're talking about. You must choose to make the effort to make a choice. Do you want to be more mature? Or do you want to still be the same way you're at right now? You could, just, you could just say, well, I'm not interested. I'm just going to stay the way that I am. That's sad because God wants us to grow. Amen. Even the oldest people in the building can grow. Amen. The youngest people in the building. We have all got the opportunity over the next 40 days to be able to grow. And the bottom line, if I can just be a little bit blunt this morning, if I could with you this morning, don't be offended at me is you and I are as close to God as you and I choose to be. Oh, I didn't like that one. Oh, I'm going to check out the C3 church next week. I'll give you the address. Hillsong looks really good. You and I are as close to God as we choose to be. If you feel far from God, guess what? God didn't move. But maybe you have. Maybe, maybe we have. Got to stop blaming other people. Got to stop making excuses. You're as close to God as you want to be. It's a choice And growth is a choice. Some people, quite frankly, are not willing to make the effort and to take the discipline and to build the habits in order to grow. Amen. But if we want to grow, we've got to be willing to commit. The fifth principle is we grow when we commit. Are you willing to do these habits for the next 40 days? Well, the question is not yes, then you're not really, really willing to grow. You, you don't really want to grow. Uh, what you want to do, to do is probably just experience more convenience. But listen to what God says as we conclude this morning. He puts it pretty bluntly in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. God says this, You'll find me when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. Just let you... Look at that verse of scripture up there this morning. Pretty powerful thought. Do you, uh, do you think that God longs for you to know him more intimately? Because I do. Do you think that there's more understanding and more revelation to be received from the scriptures? I do.
But our lives today get so absorbed, so obsessed with so many things. Like I said before, just screen time alone. If we just cut that out, cut that down, what, what time would we have there? God's calling us to commit. And I really challenge all of us this morning about that thought. Commit. We commit to many things. But why not commit to dedicating 40 days, the next 40 days of our world, of our life, to God? The bottom line uh, really is what are you going to do for the next six, seven weeks? Do nothing. Watch everybody else grow and benefit and get the blessing. Or are you willing to step up to the plate and develop some new habits? Listen to this thought as we conclude this morning, which will determine the rest of your life and even the rewards, eternal rewards as well. Are you willing to commit? Of course. Amen? Amen. But we need to commit. Let's bow our heads and pray this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for opening up this window of opportunity to us. Lord, it's uh, been more than a year since we first were aware of this journey that we could go on as a church. And I thank you, Lord, that you've opened up the doorway, the opportunity for us right now as we stand on the edge of the first day of this journey. Father, we, we, just, we just expect and know that you are about to do phenomenal things through our lives and our families as we commit to you in developing the habits, applying the laws that you've, you've, you've designed for us to grow in. As we apply those to our lives, we thank you, God, that we are going to see blessing and breakthrough. So today, Father, I just ask you for your, your blessing, your hand upon every family, every person that's here today and for those that aren't here today. God, we just, we just commit our hearts and our lives to you over this journey, Lord. We thank you. This is not a program. This is a journey. This is a process that we're about to go down that's going to change our lives and our families forevermore. And everybody said, Amen.